0: Hudson solar powered radio for open ears. Tuesday, August 23rd, is the final day of voting in local elections, and we'll hear election coverage on the air at WGXC. Including at 9 a.m. on the WGXC Morning Show, we'll hear excerpts of a recent debate between the two Democrats vying for the 20th Congressional District, incumbent Paul Tonko and challenger Radislav Rahr. At 10 a.m., we'll head to Catskill and hear from the forgotten geek, Corey McCaslin, in his show about 80s music and entertainment news. Early electro mixes on. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The Afterworld. A world of never in happiness. You, you can always see the sun. The sun. Day, Day or night. night. So when you when call you up call that shrink in Beverly, Beverly Hills, 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 you know the you know one. Doctor, down will be alright. This is Otis M. Carson. I'm from NYC, and you're listening to WGXC, Acre Hudson, Catskill. Tune in all sorts of creative community voices on the radio on Wednesday, August 24th on 90.7 FM, including at 9 a.m. on the WGXC morning show, we will have election results from the New York 19 special election and the primary elections in New York 18, 19, 19. 20 and 21st Congressional districts. Tune in for the latest results on the WGXC morning show Then take a road trip at 10 a.m. with Evan McCormick on his new music and time show on WGXC Or stick around for a lazy summer day at 11 a.m. for Maria Manhattan on her Hudson Hudson Cafe show At noon we head to Catskill live with Spike Priggin and his bedazzled radio hour that lasts until 2 p.m. And then At 4 p.m., the WGXC Afternoon Show is live from Acre. At 7 p.m., we're live from New York City with the Off the Hook Show, the technology show from the Hacker Crew 2600. And at 8 p.m., Rob Saffer plays some jazz cellist for Abdul Wadud on his Overlooked program, and then Drum and Bass takes over at 10 p.m. on 90.7 FM. WGXC.
1: Wave Farm programs are made possible in part by the New York State Council on the Arts with the support of the New York State Legislature, the National Endowment for the Arts, the Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts, the Green County Legislature through the County Initiative Program administered in Green County by CREATE. The Alexander and Marjorie Hover Foundation, the T-Backer Fund, the Joseph Family Charitable Trust, and hundreds of other generous individual donors, including WGXE's sustaining supporters, who provide critical monthly support to Wave Farms radio station WGXE 90.7 FM. Thank you.
0: WGXE is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Roundtop Productions in Roundtop, New York. WGXE's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXE as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Green and Columbia counties. You, too, can become a sustaining supporter by going to WGXE.org donate. Thank you for your support. Just what is it that you want to do? We want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. We want to be free to ride. And we want to be free to ride our machines without being hassled by the man.
2: Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda twice-monthly movie chat show where Jenny and I talk about movies that we love or didn't love. Each episode, we pick a theme, and then we watch movies separately around that theme and then tell each other when we jump on air. Though tonight, we're not actually live on air. This is a pre-recorded message.
1: <laughs> we're coming to you live from the past. Just imagine that we're there with you, but it's three days ago, and things have changed a little bit. So... Mm. If if we're not up on current events, don't worry about it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into our theme for the night, we're going to tell you a little bit about what's playing in the theaters around the area. Um, I'll start with the Wyndham Movie Theater in Wyndham, New York. So we have Top Gun Maverick, The League of Super Pets, and Bullet Train. And if you want to find out more about Showtime's you can head to WyndhamTheatre.com. That's windham And
1: Now, I shall tell you about what's playing at the Crandall Theatre in Chatham. As always, it's many things. But first, let's start with Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Uh, we also have Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, Where the Crawdads Sing, Fire of Love, and... Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, A Journey, A Song, uh, and a couple of other special screenings. To find out those specific showtimes, please head on over to org, and that's where you can find all that good information that you need. I love your inflection
2: on Marcel the show, with shoes on. His shoes are on. They're not off. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> it's just it's such a cute thing to include. To me <laughs> that. I'm like, I have to emphasize it.
2: <laughs> with shoes on. Shoes on. Not <laughs> off. <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell you about what's playing at Drive-In 32, otherwise known as the Greenville Drive-In. Um, these are the movies playing for Friday, August 19th and Saturday, August 20th, which is this weekend. It's the past. It's the past. It's the past. You know what? I am not going to tell you. What's you don't you don't want to know what you missed? No, let's look at the calendar and see what's happening later on. All right, so here we go. Friday, August 26th. We have Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, that is playing at Drive-In 32, otherwise known as the Greenville Drive-In. You can find out more at drivein32.com.
1: Back over on the other side of the river, I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the Spotlight Cinemas in Hudson, otherwise known as the Fairview Movieplex. We have bodies, 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 Dragon Ball Super, colon, superhero, (laughs) Uh, beast. D.C. League of Super Pets, Bullet Train, Where the Crawdads Sing, Nope, and Don't Worry, You Can Still See Minions, The Rise of Group. I keep thinking every time it's going to be gone, but it's still there, baby. Oh my gosh, they just can't get enough. This nation. <laughs> this, nation
2: <laughs> this world. Just,
1: it's holding us all together, maybe. Well,
2: you know, that's not the only place that Minions is still holding on. I'm going to give you the lineup for the highway drive-in. Now, this... Again, this is so confusing because we're recording in the future, or for the, in the past for the future. So this schedule is imperfect. This is the movie schedule for the Highway Drive-In Theater in Koksaki. This is for August 18th to August 21st. On screen one, we have Beast and Nope. <laughs> Single screen word. two, we have Dragon Ball Z Super, colon, superhero, <laughs> and Minions, colon, the Rise of Gru. On screen three, we have Bullet Train and Top Gun Maverick. And on screen four, we have The League of Super Pets and Fall, which is kind of a wild pairing. This one's really for boring. children and one seems extremely terrifying. I'm trying to
1: see Fall. Fall looks really scary. It looks so scary. As a
2: person afraid of heights. So I'm sorry I just told you about movies that are that played in the past. Um, but I don't have access to the schedule for... I
1: think Good. It's emblematic of the movie pairings that they usually have at the highway drive-in, so let that be your guide, and yeah. then head on over to their website.
2: Think of it as like a vibe landscape, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Sorry, we've never done this before, so it's it's a little rocky. It's a, fun,
1: it's a funny show. Please, make note. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the Upstate Cinemas, starting with the one in Rhinebeck. We have Bodies, 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 Fire of Love, Merchant Presents, a special surprise screening, and I don't know what that is, so you need to find that out for yourself, (laughs) Uh, Hallelujah, the Leonard Cohen movie, and National Theater Live, No Man's Land. Oh. Uh, And then, please, allow me to tell you what's also playing in Saugerties. So that's the other upstate cinemas. We have Bodies, 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 Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, and Emily the Criminal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> three movies with very funny titles <laughs> uh, well i think
2: that's it because again um the i was going to tell you about what's playing at TSL which you can find out more at uh, timeandspace.org that's the independent movie theater in hudson but um what i have here in front of me is again the show the things that are playing in the past um, <laughs> So I'm just going to encourage you to go yourselves to timeandspace.org. Remember that we have wonderful TSL in Hudson. And, you know, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On is there.
1: (laughs) You can see all of these great movies. Just, you know, do a little Googling. It's going to be great. (laughs) Yep, exactly. All right. So
2: this week we have a really, really fun theme, one that is a N- seemingly never-ending, rich, rich subgenre. Uh, we'll probably have to do a sequel. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. This is. I mean, it's like it's one of our hugest genres, kind of, because it is so. Uh, it, it anything can fall into it, sort of. Any other genre of movie can yeah. have this aspect. Yeah. Shall we reveal the aspect?
2: Let's reveal it. So this week we're talking revenge movies, the massive, massive subgenre that spans. Mm-hmm Uh, of revenge um some of the very very best movies are there's also a lot of sub sub genres in revenge many people Um, are vengeful in movies in many different types of ways you have avenging partners you got avenging parents or other avenging (laughs) family members scorned women
1: yeah people who were just wronged and then needed to take back their lives revenge of the nerds revenge of the nerds yeah <laughs> wow dang true yeah, like
2: i'm gonna lose my virginity finally revenge I'm like I'm, I'm cool now yeah. uh mother nature's revenge oh
1: yeah totally
2: lover's revenge
1: there's a lot
2: there's a lot of really good ones there's a
1: lot of types of revenge out there
2: and then just classic personal vendetta yeah like a cape fear situation yeah totally yeah if someone's not well and they think that they're justified in exacting revenge. It is funny. There's
1: kind of two, like, ultimately, there's, like, justified revenge and unjustified yeah. revenge. Yeah. Like, there are people, like, there are plenty of movies about revenge where you are really rooting for the person to get their vengeance. Yeah. And then there are other ones where you are with the person who is being the avenged on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, no, please, and leave them alone. Both are equally,
2: truly thrilling stories. Um Yeah. Exactly. It's, uh, I was thinking a lot about Cape Fear Yeah. in this.
1: I've it's... never seen Cape Fear. I know, I should have watched it.
2: Uh, well, you know what? Tell me about what you did watch. That's what oh, we're here for.
1: Baby, <laughs> I watched a bunch of movies that were weird. <laughs> yeah. I have, let's see, we went to Denmark, we went to Japan, and we went to Australia at my Whoa, house. fun! <laughs> Where would you like to start?
2: Oh my gosh, well, I just want to explain to maybe any first-time listeners out there that The reason that Jenny probably watched a lot of movies that were weird is because we try to watch movies around the theme that we haven't already seen because it's more fun for us to watch something that we've never seen before. So usually when we watch movies around a theme, it's stuff that we've never seen. Um, And sometimes you biff it. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) you
1: hit a hit and sometimes you don't. I wouldn't say any of the – all three of the movies that I watched I think were good movies, but two of them were definitely a little bit weirder. Yeah.
2: All right, I want to go to Australia first. All right,
1: great pick, great choice. <laughs> yes, I watched a little indie movie from 2009 uh-huh. called "The Loved Ones." Oh my gosh, I love "The <laughs> yeah, Loved of course Ones." You do. I thought so you might. Fun. Yeah, it's really fun. It's nasty. It's really gross. <laughs> That's a
2: gross movie. It's really
1: gross, and it is one that also has like a re- like kind of revenge in two directions. Yes, where it kind of it fits into both of those categories that we were discussing, where it's like a per- you nerd revenge. A a nerd revenge and also a revenge back on the first revenge. Yeah which
2: is so great when you get the twofer you get the whole orcoboros
1: of revenge. You get all of it and it's also like a quick tight little like hour and a half movie. That's partially why I watched it was because I was like I don't have time. Yeah. There are a lot of there were a lot of really cool movies on my list that were over two hours long and this week has been very busy for us. Obviously, here we are pre-recording. Here we are pre-recording. This, uh, our lives are and crazy. So, uh, <laughs> just crazy. So I just had to choose some shorter ones. But so The Loved Ones, if you're not familiar, is a horror sort of comedy. It has some comedic elements for sure. Um, from Australia, made in 2009. It was directed by Sean Byrne, who also made the movie The Devil's Candy.
2: Oh, I've heard of that. Which
1: I have seen. I don't like it as much. It's a little bit uh, it's one of those movies The Devil's Candy is about like a painter who's like possessed by demons or something. Like honestly <laughs> I don't really remember, but like the art's really bad in it, which is always that a thing that like kicks funny. me out. Yeah, like, yeah. Whenever it's a movie about a painter and the art sucks. Yeah. I'm like You have like, I'm like a Justin funny affair. little
2: like production. Yeah, this, I get it, you know. Yeah. It's
1: hard to it's hard to put a good painting in a movie. Very yeah, few people achieve it. You're right. Um, but anyway, the loved ones stars These two, I don't know their names. I'm going to pull them up now. (laughs) Uh, It's basically about a kid who, uh, a year earlier, it starts, the opening scene is, uh, his name is Brent. He is driving in a car with his father, uh, and a really mysterious figure is suddenly in the middle of the road, and he swerves, uh, and his dad is killed in the accident. And so when we start our story in earnest. We're with him a year later and he's still dealing with the depression of that. He's like clearly very suicidal um and has some issues with like self-harm. Uh but he also has like a girlfriend and he's like kind of working through it. Uh clearly not well, but like doing his best.
2: Yeah, he's like handsome too. He's, handsome. he's kind of popular. Yeah, right? he's popular. Yeah. yeah, he's
1: like cute. He's like he's definitely troubled, but other people don't necessarily see that. Mm-hmm. So it's the night of the dance at their school in high school, they're teenagers, uh, and a girl uh, named Lola is like, hey, do you want to go to the dance with me? And he's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I'm actually going with my girlfriend. And she, and she doesn't like that, and she goes away. And she's upset. She's upset. So we spend some more time with Brent. He, like, climbs a little cliff and, like, dangles off of it just to feel something. And I forgot about that. Yeah, it's, pre- it's like a pretty beautiful scene. And then yeah. he climbs back up to the top of it because he doesn't really want to die. He's just kind of confused and feeling a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's hit over the head and dragged away by a mysterious man. <laughs> and then when we rejoin him, <laughs> he's waking up in a kitchen tied to a chair wearing a tuxedo. And who's there but Lola wearing a, a fancy dress with her scary father. Her dear old daddy. Her dear old daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and I a person it's so, uh, gross. It's so gross, a person who is seemingly her mother but seems to have maybe been altered in some ways to be very docile. Mm-hmm. And there ensues a night of horror for yes. this poor kid Brent yep. where this girl Lola and her father have clearly a pattern of kidnapping boys who she has crushes on and torturing them because she's in love with them, but she doesn't understand. Uh, how to deal with that. And it's very bloody, very brutal. Uh, Pretty funny. Also, like, it is, like, it has a lot of comedic elements in it. One of my favorite things about it, which I can't get out of my head. The song? Yes. She is really obsessed with the song, which is apparently an actual pop hit in Australia. Yeah, it's by Casey Chambers, who has another song that I love so much. Oh, I didn't know. (laughs) Oh, my God, Casey Chambers. But yeah, yeah, it's called uh, Am I Not Pretty Enough?
2: Am I not pretty enough? (laughs) It's so
1: good. (laughs) So good. It's been in my head all week. I I love a movie that has, like, a
2: song reprisal. Totally.
1: It's so, and, like, a punchy one. Yeah, and it's such a, like, perfect, like, unhinged, like, she thinks of herself (laughs) as, like, being this, like, poor little girl who's like, I'm, like taking back my power but she's actually just torturing people yeah yeah uh and i won't tell more about the end of the movie because you know i think it's a fun one to watch if you like horror and if you like really bloody gross movies yeah um but there is a turn we get we get we get revenge in two directions lola's trying to get her revenge on brent and brent maybe gets to have a little taste of revenge himself there's a lot of fun reveals. There's a lot of fun reveals. It has it takes it takes some like very fun turns that yeah, I wasn't expecting. It really does. Uh, yeah, I really I did really like the loved ones. I was when I put it on, I was like, this isn't quite the vibe that I was going for for my revenge watch, but I'm really glad that I saw it because it was like a really gross funny movie. It's so fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I kind of felt I didn't end up watching too much, but I did feel that when I was um, trying to pick out what I was gonna watch. There's a couple movies that seem to be really um, away from, like, the central vibe that I was going for, but then, you know, this is such a wide subgenre, and that's what's kind of fun about it, so it was okay to, like, let go of that a little, instead of doing by-the-book revenge
1: where you're rooting for the person, you know. Right, totally. The Loved Ones is so fun. It's so fun. It's also, the other thing with researching revenge movies is that because the whole plot is the revenge plot Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you don't know what it's going to be about until you're actually watching it because they withhold that from you as they should yeah because it's not as satisfying if you already know um so yeah the loved ones i was just like it looked the cover looks scary it looks like somebody's getting revenge like i started watching it being like i'm gonna be rooting for lola obviously and then you're like no No, you are not lola is a psychopath no no, Um, no no but so you can watch that for free on pluto or you can rent it for two or three bucks on, I think I rented it on YouTube for like two ninety nine. Nice, yeah. Oh, That's a good one. I like,
2: did not think you were going to say <laughs> that because like there are so many wild stories that come out of
1: Australia. So yeah, you could have said anything. I know there's so <laughs> many weird Australian revenge movies. They do a lot. They do a lot of dark stuff down there. Yeah, they
2: really do.
1: Um, okay.
2: Do you want to hear about the? I only watched two movies. I only had time to watch two movies, so I feel bad because I feel like I did this episode dirty not by baby. not watching enough. But do you want to hear about the movie that was so good or the movie that was so bad?
1: I want to hear about the movie that was so good because I kind of think we maybe watched one movie that's the same. Did you watch Lady Snowblood? I did watch Lady, Lady Snowblood. Lady Blood, Snowblood yeah. is so, so good. good. <laughs> yeah.
2: So for those of you who don't know, Lady Snowblood is the source material for Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. Um, it was directed by Toshia Fujita and it stars Mako Kaji, who is in... A lot of women seeking revenge movies yeah. actually, like uh, Lady Snowblood. I think has a couple sequels, and then she was also in uh, Scorp, Female, female prisoner. prisoner Number Four Seventy One. Yeah, totally Scorpion. scorpion. <laughs> um, so yeah, Lady Snowblood. As we all know, like Quentin Tarantino is like a big movie nerd, and so and we we know that he pulls directly from other movies. And this is the movie that has the long, slow revenge plot. Um, long, long con. It has the training
1: montage mm-hmm. with like a real harsh trainer sending um, sending send a little kid down a barrel in a barrel <laughs> down a hill. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so uh,
2: it is about a woman named Yuki who is was born to uh, from. In prison, she was born in a woman's prison, and her mother essentially created her to exact revenge because um her mother's husband and son were brutally murdered by a gang of thieves um and yeah, so Yuki is born into a world where she knows nothing but the plot to avenge her family
1: yeah and it's it's really it's a very cool. Um, yeah, like, slow burn. Like, I mean, you get to see her kill people very fast, which mm-hmm. is extremely tight. Like, For a scene. It's, it's such a great, like, thriller movie because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so often you watch a movie from, you know, the 70s, and you're like, is this going to be interesting or is it going to be a little slow? And this one's like, no, 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 baby. Lady Snowblood is, is a, a thrill fest. It's so fun. It's so and fun. And it's so beautifully made. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Yuki is born and is basically brought into this life to become I think the word is asura.
2: Yeah, she she's, she's she a revenge
1: is, demon. Yeah, <laughs> an asura demon. Yeah. Exactly. And so, but it's this really great conflict within her where she obviously her whole drive is for revenge, but she does also have feelings and she mm-hmm. like she knows that she's not supposed to because she's supposed to be the asura. Mm-hmm. And so she like tries to press it back, but she still struggles with it and it's like it has a lot of depth to it despite just being a straight up and down like She's going to hunt down these four people who murdered her family and take her revenge for her mother. Yeah. Yeah, she's like Spock. She has
2: she has <laughs> this she has this main motivation in life that she's on, the only thing she's ever known, but they even say in the movie that she will always have this human side. Yeah. That's emotional. Totally. Um I forget the like the detail behind there, there's, like, some political detail behind why her family gets murdered, too. Like, the gang of thieves were cheating a town out of their money. Like, they were basically, t- like, fake tax
1: collectors mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And then, like... And the the government was supposedly sending out these people who were, like, men in white to, like, basically, like, to collect their own taxes, kind of. Yeah. I think is what it was. Like, they were, like, they were like the, the government's actual tax collectors. Exactly. And so Yuki's mother's husband, Mm because she's not her actual father, um, was just happened to be wearing white. They were both teachers, I think. Like, he was going to be a school teacher in the town. The
2: the town's new school teacher.
1: Uh, And so he comes into town wearing all white and this gang is like, "Uh uh-oh, real tax collectors are here. Time to kill. (laughs) Time to murder.
2: Um, And the murder scene is really brutal. There is a lot of sexual assault in this movie Um, as well. There's the really fun, very
1: bright red Blood spray, spray. Oh, i like never get tired of it it's i never so do <laughs> either and,
2: then, and once again it's so nice to see the source material for it um for it in in kill bill yeah totally
1: um, yeah i was kind of surprised like i knew that lady snowblood was a direct inspiration for quentin tarantino and like i think the conversation about like whether he is like like doing an uh uh, like, an homage versus, like, stealing. It's, like, a yeah. really tired conversation. That I, doesn't matter. I think it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Because he would never say that no. he's not copying of it. Of course. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I was still surprised by how many, like, direct... Like, the framing is exactly the same yeah. for some of the scenes. Like, when... Um, Yuki's mother is like on the ground and like looking up at the four people who killed her family. Yeah, and, and it, ex- it freeze frame. It's exactly the yeah. same as that scene in Kill Bill. Exactly, but, uh, but it is still like it was so such a pleasure to watch it because it is such a beautifully made movie. So and like, yeah, man, you just you love to see some good filmmaking. I know.
2: Also, nice and tight, <laughs> nice too. and tight. Yeah, so like, it
1: gets it gets started real fast. Exactly, like you're saying, like
2: w- when you're when you're watching. Movies of the like horror, action, whatever those genres. Like as, when you're watching in those genres and movies that are from like the like 60s, 70s, or 80s, they can be lower budget mm-hmm. and kind of sloppy or whatever. Even if they're fun, but this was so nice and tight, so beautiful, so nice and tight.
1: Just like yeah, what a what a pleasure to watch a well-crafted movie where yeah. like yeah, like the the guy who made it is clearly like thinking about every shot and like. The sets are real, the costumes mm-hmm. are real. It's so lovely. It was great. I just love it so much. Mako um, Kaji, the lead actress,
2: also sings the theme song. Oh, in this I didn't movie. know that. And the the theme song from this from Lady Snowblood and from another movie that she was in where she also sang the theme mm. song. They're both in Killville. Yeah. Oh <laughs> um, duh. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So she yeah, she's also a singer. She was in a lot of other really cool movies from the time. Like there's, like, a, a youth motorcycle gang movie yes. that she's in called Stray Cat Rock. Oh, so tight.
1: <laughs> um,
2: yeah, like, her Wikipedia is fun to, to look through. Because she was in all these cool, like, you know, movies of a new generation. Because, mm. uh, of course, like, this was happening in the United States. Just, like, it was happening in all these other countries where, like, um, a youth culture was being projected on movie screens. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, But then she kind of disappeared for a while, and now people have rediscovered her, and her movies, and her music, and... She has like a YouTube channel where she reconnects with all of her fans all over the world. It's really cute. Oh, that's so sweet. I oh know. My God. Hell yeah, yeah. Mako Kaji's cool. I can't wait to spend
1: some time on her Wikipedia page later. Yeah, it's great. Um, I only have one other thing to say, which is that I wrote. So it's it's separated out into chapters, which I always love. Like that gets me every time when yeah. a movie does that. I'm like, yeah. oh yes, what's the yeah. next chapter? Um, but so the good. I just wrote down the title of the last one because it made me so glad. It was chapter four. The Pleasure Palace colon final scene of carnage.
2: It's so good. <laughs> like this movie rules. <laughs> I know. I you know what I like. I couldn't
1: stop talking
2: about it after yeah, watching. Totally it was torturous. Yeah, I know. To dude. not be able to tell you. I
1: know. We're just looking each other in the face every day and not saying and anything. And not being like I just watched the coolest movie. That's like the coolest movie I've ever seen.
2: Oh, this oh movie God. is streaming on HBO Max if you have access to that. um... I think it's it's accessible and it's out there. Mm-hmm. I'll look up what other spots It's also it's,
1: it's a Criterion movie, so I think if you have access to Criterion you can probably yeah. also watch it there. And it's for rent on YouTube and Amazon for about three bucks.
2: Yeah. Um not a bad deal for a great movie. Not a bad deal. I guess it's based on a manga. Oh. I feel like reading manga. You could read you the like to original read material. Books.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It rules. I'm so glad. I had a feeling, I was like, I just think it's such a it's such a titan of the genre, Yes. You know that it's like of yes. course, gotta watch Lady Snowblood. You <laughs> <was> have, time. <laughs> I know exactly. It's time. I've seen
2: Female Prisoner mm-hmm. Number Four Seventy One or, or whatever. 71. Yeah, um, Scorpion. <laughs> yeah, which is also really fun. It's nowhere near as as um, strong as Lady Snowblood. Yeah, but it is also very fun. Very fun. Yeah, and I think like, that's also crazy. on HBO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's Female Prisoner number 701 <laughs> colon Scorpion is the first one. But yeah. there are like four. Yeah, <laughs> <or> totally. <five. laughs>
1: I mean, that's also a fun thing about like, I because I know people complain about sequels a lot these days, which is absolutely fair because most movies are sequels now. But in the olden days, you would just have a movie that made a little bit of cash and you'd make like eight of them. Yep.
2: Franchises, baby. Yeah, you gotta do it.
1: You gotta do it. Yeah, the the motorcycle gang
2: movie that she's in is called Stray Cat Rock colon Beat (laughs) Seventy One. I know they're all like the coolest titles ever too. Ah, so good. Incredible. Jenny, you going to tell me about another movie that you watched?
1: All right, I'm going to tell you about one more movie. Uh, this time I'm taking you to Denmark. Yes. You get ready. Yes. I will say I watched this movie over three settings because I was very sleepy and reading subtitles is hard it's when it's hard. late at night. Reading so, is hard. <laughs> reading is hard. So my details are not perfect. <laughs> I had to read the Wikipedia page after I was done because there's a scene right at the end and I was like, what, is, what did that mean? Um, but I watched a movie called Writers of Justice. Ooh. Which is from 2020. Writer or writer? Writer. R-I-D-E-R. R-I-D-E-R. Okay. okay, good to know. Writers of Justice. It's one of those movies that has an extremely misleading cover. Uh, and the reason that I watched it is because it stars Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, <laughs> okay. The world that I live in. <laughs> but so it's from 2020. It's streaming on H- uh, Hulu, I think. Not, I wrote down HBO, but I think it's actually Hulu. Um, and it was directed by Anders Thomas Jensen. Uh, It takes place in Denmark, stars a bunch of Danish people, Uh, and it's about this family that, so uh, a woman and her daughter are taking the train because the daughter's bike has been stolen, Mm -hmm. Uh, but little do they know, they are on a train that's about to crash, (gasps) and there is another person on the train who is a a scientist who studies coincidences, and he's (laughs) like, This movie movies that like okay the cover is like mads mickelson holding a gun and there's fire in the background and that's just like not but famous. yet he, <laughs> like, is, he is a coincidence okay and it's not mads Mikkelson which is not the coincidence
2: oh, it's not. somebody else yeah okay okay so this, this so is Jeff as is in Park. yes exactly <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly the chaos theory guy um but he's not sexy he's just a regular guy Um, <laughs> oh, like how do I even begin to tell you this Movie because it is it has like so many moving parts. I'm to so it. I'm so excited. We have plenty of time left. We have like a half
2: an hour. You're left right. Of
1: the show. Okay. Get ready. Yeah. Okay. Buckle in. It's going to be confusing. You might need to open up the Wikipedia page oh for Writers Gosh. of Justice. Okay. So we have on this train we have a mother and a daughter and a, <laughs> a coincidence doctor, <laughs> a coincidence scientist, and he is sitting on he is sitting and he offers his seat to the mother because he's polite. But then the train crashes and it like rakes along the side that the woman is sitting on. So the doc, the scientist and the daughter both survive, but the mother is killed. We then find out that she is married to Mads Mikkelsen, who is the father of this family, who is away because he's in the army and he comes home. And the like a plot of the movie is about him teaming up with this coincidence scientist who has two other colleagues who also are, they're all, like, huge nerds who, mm-hmm. like, are really socially awkward and have their own kind of problems that they're dealing with. But the three of them team up with Mads Nicholson to hunt down the people who caused the train accident. Okay. Because the coincidence scientist, mm-hmm. who, I need to look up his name so that I can stop calling him that because it's a really wild way to refer uh, to a person. It? It's, Otto Hoffman? It's, it's Otto, yes. Um, so, uh, yes. So, okay. (laughs) Oh my God. So he, on the train, he observes that there's, like, this guy who is, seems kind of suspicious because he throws away a whole sandwich and a whole big drink. (laughs) That is weird. (laughs) And then gets off the train right before it crashes. And he's like, there is no such thing as a coincidence. We just don't know all the data. And that's, like, what his job is. It's basically, like, coincidences don't exist. We just can never understand all of the pieces of data to put things together into, like, what... Um, what statistics actually mean. Uh-huh. He's also recently been fired from his job, <laughs> to be clear. Because <laughs> he has okay. tried to talk about this at a conference and they didn't like it. I was going to
2: say it's probably because they don't understand
1: his theories. They don't understand his, his theories. Yeah, so, he brings this information to Mads Nicholson and is like, look, the guy who another person who was on the train who was killed was set to testify against this gang called the Riders of Justice who's like a motorcycle gang who like kill people whatever they're bad they're bad news uh, and he's like so it wasn't a coincidence that he just happened to be sitting in that place and then the train crashed and killed him like they must have done it on purpose and like starts to put together all of these clues and pieces that make them believe that this Other guy is responsible. Uh So Mads and these three doctors, these three weird nerd scientists, all go to track down this guy and end up killing him and starting this, like, cascading revenge saga where they're just hunting down more and more people because they're being, like, then the gang starts to retaliate. It's Mm -hmm. this back and forth where it's, like, Mads Mickelson's character whose name is Marcus. (laughs) Let me start using their names. Marcus is, like, hellbent on getting revenge for his wife's death
2: yeah
1: so that's the a plot is this like back and forth like people just a ton of people being killed yeah the b plot is that marcus really needs to go to therapy and his daughter is trying to get him to go so (laughs) bad (laughs) and it's really ultimately actually a movie about men trying to be in touch with their feelings and failing to because also the three like nerds that he's hanging out with are also all people who like have been to therapy or need therapy and are like sharing their feelings with each other in a way that, like, really threatens Marcus's masculinity. Um, and it's, like, it's a really yeah. weird movie because, like, maybe a third of the scenes are, like, John Wick-style Mads Mikkelsen just murdering a bunch of people, like, yeah. very effectively because yeah. he's really good at it, yeah. which is very satisfying to watch because that, you know, John, Wick, John is, Wick is fun. <laughs> is also an amazing revenge movie. Yeah, of course. Um, and then another third is, like, this buddy comedy um, with, like, these <laughs> four guys hanging out with this with uh, marcus's daughter and her boyfriend and like they're all just like hanging out in the house together (laughs) like and she they tell her that they're all therapists (laughs) and that's why they're hanging out because they don't tell her about the revenge plot because she's like you're so crazy you're so violent you need to be in touch with your feelings this is not a healthy way to deal with this grief that we're both experiencing and now you're my only parent so i need you to figure that out Uh, And then the other third is like, yeah, like this crime, like basically people like trying to piece together a crime that may or may not be true. And so it is, it's very much a a revenge movie that's also like, is revenge the answer? (laughs) 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 But also giving you very satisfying, like, uh, you know, action sequences. It's a really weird movie.
2: Yeah. I, you know, I don't, when I see a revenge movie, I don't often want to think about, how revenge isn't the answer no i mean it's
1: very that's the thing is that like it's also a movie that i don't much like a lot of international movies it only kind of works because it's taking place in a culture that is different from our own where it's like oh yeah this is bringing up interesting questions about like middle age and what like feelings are and like what does revenge actually mean and like is that actually cathartic or are you just chasing something that doesn't actually that isn't actually going to help you yeah uh and so i are like just an ahab are you just an <laughs> ahab absolutely and so it is like that's the thing is that i found it to be quite moving in some scenes um it's definitely like it's not a bad movie at all i think it's like it's a very well made very interesting and like nuanced movie but it is just so bizarre because the tonal shifts are so intense. And they really come out of nowhere where, like, people are having a really quiet conversation and then suddenly there's a lot of gunfire. Like, what am I watching? But so, Writers of Justice. I mean, like, just look at these mugs. Like, look at these guys. They're just like... Just, I know. When I looked at the poster, I was like, oh, wow. It's a real ragtag team. Oh, my uh, God. But, yeah, so that is Writers of Justice. <laughs> you can watch it on Hulu. I think if you're, like, interested in... A complicated drama that's also fun. Like it's a comedy. It's like yeah, a, it sounds like a comedy setup. It's an action comedy that also has drama. Yeah, <laughs> it has all of the pieces. I mean, that's the draw, the the like opening draw of the Sopranos. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Tony it's Soprano like Tony Soprano is seeing a therapist. Right. Totally.
1: <laughs> it's very much that same like that same vibe of like hyper violence uh, juxtaposed with like talking about your feelings in this like somewhat emasculated way. Um, but yeah, it's fascinating. I really my favorite part about it is that like, yeah, they just keep picking up people along the way who are also really weird and like need help. Like <laughs> like you start with just the one doctor who like is not well, but like is kind of like he's dealing with his own tragedy that yeah. we find out about later and Mads Mickelson and then he like picks up his two weird colleagues and then like they pick up some other random guy who's also not well. <laughs> it's just like wow. they just like collect collect them all. Collect all these guys men who need, men who need- there <laughs> and they need a community and it's like i mean that's the thing is that it does i won't spoil the ending i guess if you want to watch it you can <laughs> but he's like i just it. i'm just gonna say it ends with a scene where they're all hanging out together at christmas time mm. and opening presents mm. because it's like it's one of those movies where it starts out i mean it's confusing and violent and weird and then mm, it's like yeah. we're all one big a family can be six to seven unhinged men and one <laughs> daughter.
2: <laughs> Which like I both kind of love and also kind of like I do yeah. ultimately love a movie with that kind of well, I love the like a family can be a yeah, lesson. Course. Yeah. But like the uh um like, look at these men who learned how to open up.
1: To me oh, like, no. That's the thing is that yeah. they also, it's not a full catharsis. Like, it's, that's the thing that I think makes it actually a good movie is yeah. that because, I, and I'm just like, because it's Danish, I don't know. They just I don't know, know how to do it better there. But there's no, it's not neat. Like, it's yeah. very, everybody's still very messy. It's not, like, whimsical. Nice. It doesn't have whimsy to it at all, which is why I think it's actually much more interesting. Yeah. Like, I think if you tried to make that movie in America, it would be, like, extremely mm-hmm. whack. Like, very quippy and, like. Just yeah, making these people have these like very surface journeys that don't actually change them and like are not. And it just feel, it would feel much less genuine.
2: Yeah.
1: And in Denmark, it feels very genuine. It I'm feels like, this good. is just a weird movie. Men in Denmark need
2: therapy too.
1: Just everybody does on I guess the whole it's planet. Nice <laughs>
2: that there's like more movies with that message.
1: Yeah. Totally. To and it's not like for the men of the world. <laughs> for the men of the world. And it's not. You know, it's it is very. It's just a. I can't stress enough how weird this movie is. So it doesn't feel. Looks weird. And it looks, really, looks weird. really weird. Yeah, it does not feel like. Um, yeah, it's not. Tri- it doesn't feel like it's trying to give you a message. Nice. It's just like, this is a nice. thing that's happening to these people, and isn't it strange? Okay, <laughs> well, yeah, it is really strange. Uh, <laughs> I did think about how John Wick is. An excellent revenge, revenge movie. Maybe. Yeah, a really tight, like very. Uh, especially the first one, like a very perfect, like. All action reaction Yeah. like one thing happens and the rest of the movie is about getting revenge for that thing
2: yep. pretty beautiful and it's really easy to support John Wick yeah I love John Wick so good it's like complicated revenge yeah, I'm like yeah is... no get those guys get those guys <laughs> they're bad get those clowns get those clowns <laughs> they're bad yeah it's so fun so
1: yeah wow. tell me about the really bad movie you watched I want to know <laughs> I'm dying to know
2: <laughs> I okay I wish that I'd watched more movies I only watched two I took you, we went to Japan together. (laughs) Um, Now I'm going to take you to Texas.
1: (laughs) Take me to Texas. To
2: a movie that I guess is, okay, so I guess it's from 1985, though on Wikipedia it just says it's from the 80s. (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) I watched Nailgun Massacre. Oh, tell me more. Um, I, as you know, I've got a taste for trash when it comes to (laughs) horror, and uh, this is a movie that I've known about for a while because it's it's the low, like, low, 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 low production. Like, no names, no nothing that I know of, or, like, I'm not, I'm not really that willing to, like, deep dive into the research. Maybe somebody had a career somewhere, but, like, it's truly just trash, but, um... That's the beautiful thing about horror is like everybody was making it. So, everybody's fun. still making it. Yeah, so
1: democratic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> and when it popped up on someone's list as a revenge movie, I was like, perfect. <laughs> it's time to watch Nailgun Massacre. Don't mind if I do. Nailgun Massacre, um, it is A, rape revenge, but it's my least favorite kind of rape revenge where somebody is sexually assaulted and someone who is not the victim seeks revenge.
1: Ugh, the worst. Which is, yeah,
2: already I'm like, ugh. <laughs> what are we doing? All right, but it was so short. It was like 80 minutes. Nice. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to watch it all. <laughs> Let this be my movie. Um, And uh, a mysterious... Person in a motorcycle helmet and army fatigues and a uh, portable nail gun setup, so like a nail gun with a gas tank mm. on their back or pressurized air mm-hmm. or whatever, is going around killing people with a nail gun. Nice. And first we realize that it's clearly dudes who were involved in this sexual assault. And then it just seems like it's kind of anybody, you know, teens having sex. It's the massacre. Get them. Get them. Get them. <laughs> um, the nail gun killer has a bunch of horrible one liners <laughs> like shoot, like that's the whole thing is it the the killer has this kind of garbled mm. voice i guess we're just supposed to assume that's how the wearing a helmet makes your voice mm. sound um he has like a deep grovelly voice and is like shoots shoots and kills somebody with the nail gun like between the eyes and is like that's the worst kind of headache the kind between the eyes. Oh <laughs> like, my God! Just, like, really, <laughs> really terrible. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to tell you everything that happened. No, happens. please tell me. There's like a a young doctor and a sheriff who are trying to figure it out. Um, and a lot of these bodies keep turning up in the woods around this one house that's being worked on, this construction site. Mm-hmm. And then they put it together. That the local, like the local lumberyard, which is owned by a brother and sister, the sister went to do a lumber delivery to that work site and was assaulted, and that's why all these people are turning up dead around this house. Um, and it's
1: the it's the brother. Uh, it's the brother is uh, killing everybody. Uh, with uh, he's them. he's the massacre. Eh? Yep, massacre.
2: Um, I mean. <laughs> It's a kind of movie that's funny to watch at home. Like it really should be in the in a movie theater, mm-hmm. a midnight movie theater. Yeah, it totally. It should be at the drive-in where people can throw popcorn and yell and laugh. Where you and and can, You know, chuckle with your friends. Yeah. About how bad it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still loved watching it. So fun because it was so silly. Yeah, but totally. It's easier to enjoy that kind of viewing experience when you are. <laughs> at the drive Among friends. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's Nailgun Massacre. Nailgun Massacre baby. <laughs> that's the only other movie I watched. Um But yeah I, I did write down so many others. Yeah.
1: Can I tell you I snuck in one more. <gasps> I snuck one in last night. It was oh, a little it was challenging. My
2: gosh. Well thanks for working so hard.
1: Baby it was not that hard because it was the the best movie it was so good it's a movie that i know you love what is it i watched phantom of the paradise last <laughs> oh my god
2: oh my god
1: <laughs> it's so good it's so i good <laughs> i was listening to the soundtrack on my way here <gasps> right? and then i turned it down when we parked next to each other because i was like she can't hear it she can't know the soundtrack is it's so, so good, good. It's special to me that it's is so good it's so good but oh, so we've talked my about gosh, it before. Jenny, that
2: makes me so glad yeah. i yeah All the best movies are revenge movies. I did not even think about that one.
1: Like, I had been thinking about it because it showed up on a couple lists, and I was like, oh, I've been meaning to watch it forever, but, like, I know we've talked about it on the show before, so, like, I don't need to prioritize it at this time. And then last night, I was like, I think I can squeeze in one more. But again, all of the movies that I was thinking about watching were, like, over two hours. I was just like, I can't. Like, I almost watched, uh, there's a German one called Revanche that's two hours <laughs> yeah. long. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's supposed to be really good, but I was like, it's two hours long, and it's in German. No. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch Phantom of the Paradise. I'm going to do it. I don't know if it's fully a revenge movie. There's only one way to find out. I've been jo- dying to watch it for years anyway. It's yeah. time to just do it. And
2: it Choosing was Choosing to watch so a Brian De Palma,
1: like, music, like, weird, um... Musical is always the it's right It's always choice. the way. It's always the right choice. I know it's like I should've known. I should have just known from the beginning. Just mm. go with the diploma. Uh it slaps. It's so good. It's I just good. I just want to talk about it with you forever because it is just Tell me. It's incredible. Yeah, say more, baby. It's so, so good. Phantom of the Paradise. I think we've talked about it before, but I don't remember what the category must have been. I think I just probably was saying what I've been watching recently. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. But so it is from nineteen seventy-four, I think. Let me look that, that up. Real right. Yeah, uh, and it is a Brian De Palma movie. And it is, as Amanda said, a, it's like a rock musical, but not in the way yeah. that so many are. Oh, yeah, 1974, uh, where it's people bursting into song. It re- it's one where it really makes a lot of sense for people to be singing because it's about a big music producer named Swan, who is played <laughs> by actual musician Paul Williams. Paul Williams, who also did the soundtrack. For which I I didn't realize that till the end, and I was like, oh, what a great what a great little piece of that! Like, what a delicious little puzzle. It's so good, so good. But so he runs this like music empire, and he controls everything. And so uh, it opens with a bunch of people all auditioning for him to play at the Paradise, which is his club, which is super popular in whatever this like mysterious city is that they're living in. Uh, And he auditions this guy who is named Winslow Leach who's like very he's like tall and willowy has like fluffy hair and big glasses like real nerd type real nerd but he writes the beautiful song and performs it and Swan clearly loves it but steals all his music mm-hmm. <laughs> he asks mm-hmm. it, like Winslow Leach like uh sends in his music to this record company Death Records Uh, To be like, okay, like let me know if you think it's good enough for an album, and then it just gets stolen from him. He is wiped from the record, (laughs) and so he basically keeps trying to get back into the record company and trying to get a face to face with Swan in all of these complicated and funny ways just to be like, hey, like, you know me, that's my music. This must just be a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. But, like, tragedy after tragedy befalls him, and he ends up being put into prison. <laughs> he has all of his teeth pulled out and replaced with metal teeth. And then he, when he escapes and tries to get back into the record company again, gets his head gets squashed in a record press. Uh, and so he <laughs> becomes funny, man. just a total... Uh, a monster bent on revenge. Yes. That's all he wants. Yes. He wants that and he wants um, a woman that he met in line at the, at the auditions who I, he thought was a beautiful singer to sing his music at the paradise. Yes. That's all he wants. Who's played by Jessica Harper, who's the main actress from Suspiria. Suspiria. Yeah. Which I saw her and I was like, oh man, like she lo- like she looks so much younger in Suspiria. And then I was like, no, this came first. Yeah. I no, it did. It, yeah. Oh my God. I yeah, didn't this, know that. It, in the credits it says, introducing Jessica Harper. And I was like, oh, is this her first role? Oh, Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's this, like, long – it's not that long. It's, like, a beautiful, quick – It's so Oh, fun. God, it's so good. It just has, like – I mean, talk about fun sets and, like, crazy costumes mm-hmm. and, like, design The music choices. is really good. The music rules. I mean,
2: much much like – Rocky Horror Picture Show is a much bigger movie, but it has a similar – the songs are great. Yeah, just totally. Just, like, in Rocky Horror, they're fun. They're easy to like listen to on their own. Totally. I'd say more so. Definitely, than Rocky also, it
1: has a little bit more grit than Rocky Horror for yeah, sure. I mean, it's that's the, weirder. It's weirder. It's and really I, it's weird. It's Super weird. And it has yeah. It's like Brian De Palma's like <laughs> a dirty little freak. And he's I like, know he's like, a nasty. <laughs> little freak. I love him. <laughs> I know I love him so yeah. much. Like the more movies I see of his, I'm like Brian De really rules. I, Love him. He's he's a little pervert. He's a little pervert, and I just love. He like unleashes it. He doesn't hold back, and that is. I really respect that because so many movies do. And I'm like, no, no, no. Brian DeBom is here to give you a weird and freaky good time. I mean, we're this is a body double
2: household. Yeah, this is this is absolutely a body double household. I mean, and also that movie just all of a sudden becomes a Frankie goes to Hollywood. Totally, yeah. You know, it's very similar. (laughs)
1: obsessed with like LA and like Hollywood culture in addition to like sex and perversion and like murder Yeah. (laughs) so it's like all of those things and all of those things do tie up together very comfortably Yeah. Uh, and yeah it's just so fun the I love you get your classic Brian De Palma split screen which I did not realize was a classic until now I've seen like you know five of his movies and all of them have it where there's suddenly a scene where two things are happening at once on the screen and it looks incredible and it makes you feel really tense Yep. Uh, Yeah, it's just so fun. It's also like, as it was going on, I was like, this is going to take the revenge turn soon. And it's like, it's kind of just a slow moving, like, this poor guy is so down on his luck and down in the dirt and just keeps getting ground into the earth again and again and again and just barely gets his revenge at the end. But it's like, it's a tragic one. It's, also, it's like a Faustian story. Yeah,
2: exactly. Well, that's, so I totally interrupted you while oh, you were mid-telling the story. But <laughs> yeah, so Winslow becomes very disfigured by the record press, yeah. and the metal teeth. Uh, starts to, much like the of the Phantom of the Opera, starts <laughs> to live in the venue and yep. wears this truly dis- just bizarre mask it's that like he finds. It's like a metal bird head. Yeah, that he finds in the costume closet. And then yeah, we find out that Swan has made a deal with the devil in order to have musical success. And, and he he's, can't die.
1: He's yeah, he he is young forever. Like that's what he actually wishes for, is to be young and beautiful forever. That's right,
2: which is so funny because Paul <laughs> Williams is such a like toady. Woman. He's a really
1: funny looking guy. I was like, everybody's so horny for him, and he's just and so funny-looking. Like, part of the fun of yeah. it is like I think everybody
2: you know, making this movie knows that that's also a totally. joke,
1: of But yeah, so he has made a deal with the devil to be young and beautiful forever and has amassed all of this, like, power and this musical <laughs> sway, uh, and then he forces Winslow, after Winslow breaks in and, like, causes an explosion and kills a couple people, uh, Swan is like, okay, 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 look here's the thing. Let's make a deal. I can give you your voice back because his Winslow's voice gets all messed up from the accident and he can't talk anymore mm-hmm. and so Swan like hooks him up to a machine and like sends a bunch of filters through because he has the magic touch mm-hmm. to give him his voice back and he's like, look, I'll do this for you if you write more songs for me and I promise I will let your girl Phoenix sing them yeah. and he's like, okay mm-hmm. and he uh, signs a contract in blood with Swan who is our Mephistopheles for the story <laughs> Uh, And after he's done writing the music, Swan bricks him into the room. Yes, I forgot about that! Oh my god, I'm due for a rewatch. Good. And he Winslow obviously breaks himself out, finds out, like, tries to kill Swan, finds out that he can't. Also, first tries to kill himself, realizes he can't die because his life is now tied to Swan's. Yeah. And uh, finds out that this, it's just a series of contracts going back. So he signed a contract with Swan, Swan signed a contract with a mysterious presence, who's mm-hmm. clearly the devil. And below him, Swan has also signed a contract with Phoenix, who's the woman that he loves, who's just, is just a sexy lady he met who's good at singing.
2: Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, it's just great. It is, like, this, yeah, like, the Faustian bargain of, like, I want fame, but w- what is the price? But it's so oh, funny It has, like, such, like, a self-aware, like oh man everybody is so like messed up and twisted in yeah. this music industry and it's all culminating like the plot is uh
2: it's all culminating in this final musical show mm-hmm. that like winslow's songs are all going into and phoenix is supposed to star in it alongside this like <laughs> oh my God, my favorite. this other dude they get to to play the i guess basically what winslow's part would yeah. have been um I forget his beef.
1: name. Beef, <laughs> it's beef. <laughs> yeah, there, because oh Swan God. doesn't actually intend to let Phoenix sing any of the songs. That's at the, right. At the beginning, right. he's okay. like, no, no, no. Like he's that's what he's telling Winslow, but he's actually like looking for the perfect musical performance, who has like that it factor. Yeah. And he and he sees Beef give a performance, and he's like, that's my guy. That's my guy. And he's very much a, like like Rocky from Rocky Horror, like he's like muscle bound and yep. like, like pretty effeminate. Yeah. Like it's such a it's so fun it's this movie Uh, has it all yeah and uh yeah and then winslow i'm just gonna tell i'm just gonna tell Tell. you winslow kills (laughs) b so that phoenix can sing the songs and the phoenix sings and 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 she has a hit and everybody loves her and that is then it becomes like we're we're building up to this final performance at the paradise where it's going to be a wedding between Swan and Phoenix. That's right. Uh, to seal their fates. Oh my gosh! And it's just it's such a mess, messy, scary uh, scene there at the paradise. It's frightening there. I love it. It's very dangerous. I love People it. are getting killed all the time.
2: Did you ever see? You saw the movie Sisters, right? Yeah, I love Sisters. Winslow yeah. is the doctor. <gasps> oh
1: my God. Yeah. he is. Yeah. I knew he looked familiar I know, to me. He's got
2: those buggy eyes. He does. He's, he's pretty... got a scary
1: face. Yeah. But also, like I found, him, I'm like God. I love him. I know. I want him to be well. The wonderful thing about it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Phantom of the Paradise slaps. I <laughs> rented it for like three dollars. Best three dollars I've ever spent on YouTube. Yeah, it's, you should watch it. It also am, has just a killer soundtrack. I am so pleased you watch it. It it really, really does have an amazing
2: soundtrack. That's great for listening yeah. at all times. Yeah, um, just fun music. It opens with a performance, which also feels very diploma. Yeah, totally. To, like, yeah, it's um, yeah, it op- it opens with a performance at this venue that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they you watch the whole song. Yeah. which I love. It's so yeah. good.
1: It's like a little fifties nostalgia. Yeah. energy to it. Yeah, but also still very twisted. Yep. It's so good. Ah, uh, wow! Yeah, amazing. Surprise! <laughs>
2: oh, so good. Okay, so we have a couple minutes left, and when I'm glad that you watched an extra movie to, to fill up some us, more buff time us a little we, bit. we've had some we've had the hard time balancing our our lives and our movie watching time. Yeah. But so I had a couple questions I was going to ask yeah, you. Yeah, baby. Well, what's your favorite kind of revenge story?
1: It's so hard to classify, because I love, I mean, I love so many different kinds, but I always find the like, that's the thing, is I love the long, twisty ones the most, I find them the most satisfying, because it is like, you start with this person going through something terrible, and then them like, dragging themselves back to get their life back. Yeah. It's like, I love it so much. I don't really know how to classify that, but.
2: Well, yeah, I know that's, I wrote down all the like, sub-sub-genres, and I guess I'm going to throw that into Personal Vendetta, which I think think is also my favorite, because it encompasses the most kinds like uh the loved ones where somebody whose personal vendetta is not justified totally um and cape fear another one where somebody's personal vendetta i mean it's like what's his? i can't think of that robert de
1: niro yeah but
2: the other guy in it i can't remember (laughs) jessica lang's husband yes really big actor (laughs) isn't it i mean he's a lawyer who puts robert de niro's character away Mm. um and Robert De Niro's oh, Nick character, Nolte? yeah, Nick ne- Nolte. <laughs> I've never seen it. I had to look it up. I don't like his face, <laughs> yeah, that's probably why I forgot. But you know, Robert De Niro is like a really, really bad person, mm-hmm. and Nick Nolte puts him away, yeah, to totally. Prison. And so when he comes back, he seeks revenge. Classic tale. Yes. I think that's also my favorite kind of revenge because yeah. it can be so many kinds of stories, just like Phantom of the Paradise. So fun, yeah. Um. There's a French movie uh, that's part of the new French extreme movement called Inside. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've never seen it, but it's...